Greetings. Welcome to Good Shepherd Lutheran Church and School Podcast. Do something a little bit different today. We're going to be uh, having a Passion Sunday service. Today's focus will ponder on the biblical account of the world's Savior as the real historical drama unfolds. Jesus entered into Jerusalem on a donkey in fulfillment of prophecy, knowing full well what would happen there at the end of the week, uh, based on the Gospel of Matthew. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. As we begin this solemn celebration of Holy Week, we remember that Jesus rode into his own city, Jerusalem, as our Messiah to suffer and to die. We remember with devotion that his entry reached the highest point in an empty tomb outside of Jerusalem on Easter morning. We are united in him by our baptism. We are united also into his death and by faith also into his resurrection. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, is what they said. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. We bow our heads and we pray. We praise you, O God, for the great acts of love by which you have redeemed us through your Son, Jesus Christ. As he was acclaimed by those who scattered their garments and branches of palms in his path, so may we also always hail him as our King and follow him with perfect confidence through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first of our Bible readings is from the Matthew chapter 21. After this Bible reading, we'll have a children's devotion. It's at a different spot because the whole day is different. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, telling them, Go to the village ahead of you. Immediately you'll find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them. And bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you are to say, The Lord needs them, and he will send them at once. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king comes to you, humble, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their outer clothing on them, and he sat on it. A very large crowd spread their outer clothing on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees, spreading them out on the road. The crowds who went in front of them and those who followed kept shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! And when he entered Jerusalem... The whole city was stirred up, asking, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth and Galilee. Here ends our first reading. And I'll invite the children to come up here for a brief children's devotion right here. Of course, I have to sit down. That's going to be a hard thing. Morning. 
Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Here comes another one. When I was a little boy, because at one time I was a little boy, although I'm a little older now, at one time I was a wee little boy, and I loved this Sunday. Yes, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I loved this Sunday because this Sunday I was told that I could be as loud as I wanted to be in church. <laughs> you know, normally, what happens in church? Normally, you're quiet, and normally you listen, and it's really hard to sit still and not bother your brothers and sisters. I had a brother. He and I would always bother each other. And my mom would always have to sit between us so that we wouldn't fight each other. And she said, you need to be quiet and listen. Listen to what Jesus is saying in his word. So we would do that. We'd learn the hymns. But it was really hard because when I got really excited. I really didn't want to do things. So I'm going to, God gave you an instrument. You don't have a trumpet, do you? Do you have a trumpet? No. You got flute? You got anything like a symbol of, how about a violin? You got a violin? No. But he's given you a, a wonderful, wonderful piece of equipment that you can use to make noise. Ready? Like this. Ready? Well, you try it. Ready? When they came into Jerusalem, do it again. Do it again. Oh, a little bit more. There we go. When they came into Jerusalem, they were so happy, and they were saying, oh, great, great. And then they said, Hosanna in the highest. Can you say, Hosanna in the highest? Hosanna in the highest. But that's not how they said it. They tried to blow off the roof of this building here. Ready? You want to try it? Hosanna in the highest. And of course, since they were doing it in church, all those church people came up and said, you should be quiet. No, they didn't tell the children. They went up to Jesus and they said to Jesus, you should tell those kids to be quiet. They're too noisy. I can't hear anything. And Jesus said a really neat thing. <laughs> You're going to love this. Jesus said... If I do that, if I tell them to be quiet, the stones are going to shout out. <laughs> stones? Stones don't have voices or lips or anything. Have okay, I happen to have some stones here because this is a children's devotion. You have to have stones. I have stones. And this stone can't, can't talk, can't sing. This stone can't even clap. But this stone reminds me of all sorts of places that stones have been. If I listen to this stone and I use my imagination, maybe this stone is telling me about David and how David used one stone to take down a bully of a giant who was making fun of God. That's cool. Or maybe if I listen to this stone, this stone is telling me about a guy by the name of Elijah who built an altar of stones. And then he did it so that God could show off that he is the only God, and there is no other God. Thank you very much. Oh, that's kind of cool. Here's another stone. Maybe this stone is telling me about Jesus' friend Solomon in the Old Testament. Solomon was given the task of using stones to build a great temple so that people, so people could worship God. So what happens is you have all these stones, all these Bible stories connected to stones. Jesus even told a story connected to a stone. I wonder if you remember that one. 
He said, two guys built a house, one built on sand and one built on a solid foundation of rock. And that's, that house stood the test when the storms came. So stones are used all the time. And Jesus said, you know, if I tell the kids to be quiet, the stones are going to be telling all the stories all on their own because I am the God who saves people. I am the God who rescues people, and I have a whole Bible history letting me know, letting you know how that happened. So I have these stones, and I give you one to take home, and you can put it by your pillow at night. Uh, when I gave this to my children way, way a long time ago, I told them to put it underneath their pillow at night. That way, when they had their prayers, they could remember to pray. You can put it maybe in the bathroom when you go to get a drink of water so you can see it. And it's a stone just to remind you that Jesus says we can talk about him and praise him because he's the one who saved us. That's awesome. So first of all, we're going to fold our hands and we'll say, Jesus, thank you for saving me. So we'll try again. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Amen. Amen. All right, and now as you go back to you. From Matthew 26, the plot to kill Jesus. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, You know, after two days, it will be the Passover, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and elders of the people assembled in the place of the high priest, who was named Caiaphas. They plotted together how to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, not during the festival, or else there might be a riot among the people. When Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, a woman approached him holding an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume. She poured it on his head as he was reclining at the table. But when his disciples saw this, they were upset and said, why this waste? This perfume could have been sold for a lot of money and given to the poor. Jesus was aware of this and said to them, Why are you causing trouble for this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. You are always going to have the poor with you, but you are not always going to have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Amen, I tell you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? They paid him thirty pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas was looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus saying, where do you want us to make preparations for you to eat the Passover? He said, go into the city to a certain man and tell him the teacher says, my time is near. I will observe the Passover with my disciples at your house. Then the disciples did as Jesus commanded them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the 12. As they were eating, he said, amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him one after another, Surely not I, Lord. He replied, 
The one who dipped his hand in the bowl with me will betray me. Then the Son of Man is going just as it was written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who had betrayed him, replied, Surely not I, Rabbi. He said to him, Yes, you are the one. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples. He said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the New Testament, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. After they sang a hymn, they then went out to the Mount of Olives. Morning. We have a reading from Matthew 26, verses 31 through 35, the prophecy. Then Jesus said to them, This night you will fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Even if all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to them, Amen, I tell you, tonight before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And then all the disciples said the same. Our next reading from Matthew, the garden, verses 36 through 46. Then Jesus sent with them to a place called Gethsemane. He told his disciples, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took with them Peter and two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to the point of death. Stay here. Keep watch with me. He went a little farther, fell on his face, and prayed. He said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. He came to the disciples and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, So, were you not able to stay awake for me for an hour? Watch and pray so that you do not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to pass from me unless I drink it, may your will be done. Again he returned and found them sleeping, because their eyes were heavy. He left them again, went away, and prayed a third time. He said the same words as before. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour is near. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Look, my betrayer is near. Matthew 47, 56, the arrest. While Jesus was still speaking, suddenly, suddenly Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd with swords and clubs, who came from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign. The one I kiss is the man. 
arrest him. Immediately he went to Jesus and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then they advanced, took hold of Jesus, and arrested him. Suddenly one of the men with Jesus reached out his hand, drew his sword, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, because all who take the sword will die by the sword. Do, not you, do you not realize that I could call on my father, and at once he would provide me with more than twelve legions of angels? But then how would the scripture be fulfilled that said it must happen this way? At the same time, Jesus said to the crowd, Have you come out to arrest me with swords and clubs as if I were a robber? Day after day I was sitting in the temple courts teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this had to happen so that the writings of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled. Continuing in Matthew chapter 26, starting at verse 57, the hearing. Those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the experts in the law and the elders were assembled. Peter was following him at a distance and went as far as the courtyard of the high priest. He went inside and sat down with the guards to see how it would turn out. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus so that they could put him to death. They found none, even though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. The high priest stood up and said to him, Have you no answer? What is this these men are testifying against you? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I place you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, It is as you have said. But I tell you, soon you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? See, you have just heard the blasphemy. What do you think? They answered, He is deserving of death. Then they spit in his face and punched him. Some slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Christ, who hit you? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. A servant girl came to him and said, You were also with Jesus, the Galilean. But he denied it in front of everyone, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When Peter went out to the entry, someone else saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, Peter denied it with an oath and said, I do not know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, because even your accent gives you away. Then he began to curse and to swear, I don't know the man. Just then, the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Early in the morning, all the chief priests and the elders of the people reached the decision to put Jesus to death. They bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then when Judas, who had betrayed him, said that saw that Jesus was condemned, he felt remorse. 
He brought back the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders and said, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? That's your problem. He threw the pieces of silver into the temple and left. Then he went out and hanged himself. The chief priest took the pieces of silver and said, it is not lawful to put these into the treasury since it is blood money. They reached a decision to buy the potter's field with the money as a burial place for foreigners. So that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price the sons of Israel had set for him, and they gave them to the potter's field just as the Lord commanded me. Continuing with Matthew chapter 27, the trial. When Jesus stood in the presence of the governor, the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said to him, It is as you say. When he was accused by the chief priests and elders, he answered, Nothing. Then Pilate said to him, Don't you hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him, not even one word, so that the governor was very surprised. At the time of the festival, the governor had a custom to release to the crowd any one prisoner they wanted. At that time, they were holding a notorious prisoner named Barabbas. So when they were assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? For Pilate knew that they had handed Jesus over to him because of envy. While he was sitting on the judgment seat, Pilate's wife sent him a message. Have nothing to do with that righteous man, she said, since I have suffered many things today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests of the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus put to death. The governor asked them, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? Barabbas, they said. Pilate said to them, Then what should I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, Crucify him. But the governor said, Why? What has he done wrong? But they kept shouting even louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was accomplishing nothing, and that instead it was turning into a riot, he took water, washed his hands in front of the crowd, and said, I am innocent of this righteous man's blood. It is your responsibility. And all the people answered, Let his blood be on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. They twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand, knelt in front of him, and mocked him by saying, Hail, King of the Jews! They spit on him, took the staff, and hit him repeatedly on his head. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. From Matthew chapter 27, 32 to 34. As they were going out of the city, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon. They forced him to carry Jesus' cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. They offered Jesus wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. 
After they had crucified him, they divided his clothing among themselves by casting lots. Then they sat down and were keeping watch over him there. Above his head, they had posted the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews. At the same time, two criminals were, were, were crucified with him, one on his right, one on his left. People who passed by kept insulting him, shaking their heads and saying, You who are going to destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you're the Son of God, come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, the experts in the law, and the elders kept mocking him. They said, He saved others, but he cannot save himself. If he is a king of Israel, let him come down now from the cross and... We will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. Because he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, even the criminals who were crucified with him kept insulting him. From the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they said, this fellow's calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran, took a sponge, soaked it in sour wine. They put it on a stick, gave him a drink. The rest said, leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. After Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Suddenly, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook. The rocks were split. Tombs were opened. Many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised to life. Those who came out of the tombs went into the holy city after Jesus' resurrection and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those who were guarding Jesus with him saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they were terrified and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. The conclusion to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 27, the burial. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and laid it in his own new tomb that he had cut in the rock. He rolled a large stone over the tomb's entrance and left. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there sitting opposite the tomb. On the next day, which was the day after the preparation day, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered in the presence of Pilate and said, Sir, we remembered what that deceiver said while he was still alive. After three days I will rise again. So give a command that the tomb be made secure until the third day. Otherwise his disciples might steal his body and tell the people he is risen from the dead. And this last deception would be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard. Go, make it as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone 
and posting a guard. That ends our readings from the